Folks, we don't talk about it much in our podcasts, but our Effective Manager Conference, our Effective Communications Conference, and our Effective Interview Conference are all available to be delivered in-house at your corporation, your firm, your organization. We have over a 1,000 clients the world over on all the continents except Antarctica who have paid us to travel to them, customize our training, and deliver more focused training uh, without the opportunity cost of individuals traveling. Uh, depending upon the size of the group, you can save some money. And again, totally tailored to your culture, your company, your people. If there's somebody in your firm that we need to talk to, let us know or have them contact us. We look forward to it. Welcome to Manager Tools. How to Measure Feedback Implementation, Chapter 1, Asking. Here we go. All right, Mark, It's uh, we've been talking about feedback for a while. and uh, 10 years. I, ten, ten, well, yeah, I guess that's a while. Or 25 years. 25, when you 25 years and 10 years on the, on the podcast. So um, I don't think we've ever talked about measuring implementation. So how does a director, right, right a manager of managers, easily measure the subordinates manager implementation of feedback. Yeah, and, and it's important to recognize, um, if you're asking managers who report to you to start giving feedback, it's helpful to measure it because as we've said before many times, the things that get measured are the things that get done. And before anyone says, oh, Horseman and Ozan invented this phrase, the things that get measured things are the things that get done. We didn't, There's a, uh, there is a book uh, by a guy named LaBeouf uh, believe it or not, and the title of the book is GMP, Greatest Manage Management Principle Ever, the thing, and, and GMP, and then the, what the principle is, is the things that get measured are the things that get done. And then he goes on to say, the things that get measured and rewarded are the things that get done well. I don't agree so much with the second one, but when you think about reporting, guys, when you think about corporations and, and public reporting and so on, that's all a form of measurement. And uh, there are too many managers who think the company needs to get measured, but it's too hard to measure what I do. And it's particularly hard to measure behavior, but actually it's not. You don't necessarily need a system or a process or software, although those things can help enormously. You need your direct managers, your subordinate managers awareness that you're paying attention to their behavior. And we have three simple recommendations. First, and this is all about asking, uh, you can use asking your subordinates about their behavior, about the change you've asked them to engage in, you can use asking them about it as the measure. And any one answer won't matter, but patterns of answers can give you a sense, uh, assuming a trusting relationship of how any one manager and therefore all your managers together are doing relative to the change you've asked them to engage in. Okay. Well, we, we need to talk more, more detail on that, but we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. So three questions. The first thing you do is ask your subordinate managers, how is feedback going? This is the first level. It's fairly vague. It's the classic of, hey, how's Project X? Which of course engenders the famous answer of fine. Um, the second thing you do to up the ante a little bit after a few weeks is ask them, how much feedback did you give last week? And of course, now you're asking for numbers. Quantitative. Yeah, exactly. And the third thing you do is ask them, Give me an example of feedback you gave. Okay. And, and that's the fun part because the first two are useful and the, the yeah. third one is even more instructive. If somebody's doing what they're supposed to do, these are easy questions. And if they're not, the escalation helps them understand that it's getting increase, increasingly harder to not do what my boss has asked me to do relative to my managerial behavior. 
Okay. So I, I think the second of the three, probably most managers, that's probably where they start, right? Like how much feedback, something quantitative, a number. Right. Um, but you didn't start that. You started something more qualitative. Yeah. If you start with the second thing, uh, how much feedback do you give last week? You end up, I hate to say this, guys, but it's been our experience that you end up getting fibs because somebody may have started slow. And it's a very quantitative, it's a factual thing. Did you give two or three or four or 10? And if they haven't given any, there are very few subordinate managers who will say zero with any confidence. And so to send them a message that I understand this is hard and you may be struggling a little bit, trying to get it right the first time, not really doing it as well, you just ask them in general, how is feedback going? And for the record here now, Rather than thinking about what system to use to measure the delivery of feedback, you can just ask. We like systems here. We like automatic reporting systems, and we'll recommend some of those. And in fact, our application, our Manager Tools app, will include abilities to do that for those of, who are licensees. But basically, what we recommend you do in the beginning as a, as a soft first step because behavior doesn't change magically, snap your fingers, they go from zero to 100 and five seconds, you start asking them in their one-on-ones, how is feedback going? And then you simply pay attention to their responses. Some are going to tell you about several or even every instance of their deliveries. Some are going to admit they haven't started, right? Um, some are going to say fine, which again is about the same, which is about the same value and clarity as saying fine when someone asks, how is Project X? Some are going to do some combination of these things with asking questions about what to do or how to do it or do they really have to and so on. Right. Now, you're not saying that systematizing, right, reporting or automating the process around this measurement is a bad thing, right? I mean, you're not saying that. That can be good. I think what's important is most people don't understand that you can measure behavior and managers asking because you have role power. Role power asking is the same thing as the company asking, if you will. But in addition to that, um, if you're going to systematize reporting or automating the process, that's really good when you're looking at outcomes or results, which probably involve many connected previous behaviors and are generally believed those outcomes or results for your team or your group are generally believed to be indicative of progress or other outcomes or results that are additive to the overall results and outcomes that the organization wants. But when you're first starting to measure individual behaviors, particularly verbal ones or interpersonal ones, which is what we're asking them to do with feedback, we're asking to, to change their behavior with their interpersonal relationship with their directs, and it's going to be verbal systematizing that, automating that, you'll end up spending time creating that process and asking is super easy. And you probably are communicating with your directs all the time. And we can get more data that much of which is qualitative, like the tone of their response or their body language of their response. We can get more data just by asking rather than just using a form and ask them to type up a response or put in a number or so on. When we ask, we can pay attention to their response. When we get a good response, we can get give positive feedback, which we'll talk about in a future cast. When we don't get a good response, we could at some point give negative feedback. Or we could also probe if we're just not certain about what we're hearing. 
which generally systems and processes and automation don't allow as well. Right. We can also offer to practice with some with them. We can ask them more questions. And the questions we're going to ask after the initial response will be tailored to that person and our relationship with them. Are they a top performer? Are they a struggling manager? Are they a new manager? Are they an experienced manager? Do they produce a lot of results? Do they produce a little results? Right. And the answer to how is feedback going, how the answer that would give you some indication yeah. of which of those things you might want to do. Yeah, exactly. And we said one on I said one on ones. They're great. One on ones are a great time to ask. It essentially provides you with a, a regular periodicity, a regular frequency. But look, you could also ask them that question: How is feedback going at virtually any time that's relatively private? I think some people's response would be, "Well, this this question is a measure of how well they're doing our feedback." I mean, it's it's pretty vague, right? Yeah, it is. The measurement is as simple as are they or aren't they when you're first starting, and that's a perfectly fine and, and easy place to start. Again, we don't need them to go from zero to 60 immediately. We just need to get them off of zero. The big change is going from zero to one. Um, there was a recent book in Silicon Valley about that very thing, uh, zero to one, by I think Peter Thiel, who's a pretty smart guy. It's okay when you're first asking people to change their behavior, to just try to learn whether they've started trying to give feedback. That's yeah, a good point. Yeah. And so you're right. It, it, it is vague, but it's purposefully vague because if I'm asking you to do something new and I immediately come back and ask you for quantification, there are plenty of people, I think appropriately so, who feel that the only truthful answer if they're struggling is zero but it doesn't, it doesn't give them a chance to say, I've been working on it, or I've been thinking about it, or I tried twice. Or I've been trying, it was I just so couldn't horrible. get through it. <laughs> yeah, it was so horrible. I can't count that. And, and so what's funny is that immediate move to measuring a number can send a message to somebody who's a little bit more black and white that I give no credit to your effort. That's a good and, point. And look, if we all think that we're going to snap our fingers and our managers, our subordinate managers, or our subordinate directors, if you're a VP or somebody like that, that, well, they're doing poorly. No, no. If they're trying, we're going to be okay with that. And the fact is, in our, in our rollout process, we recommend a manager give feedback for eight weeks and only give positive in order for the manager to get comfortable with the process. And we're going to wait eight weeks before we think ah, they've probably given enough positive now that they can afford to be give some negative feedback which many people want provided it's done politely and professionally and briefly it's going to take that long so that they don't mess it up and there are managers who i think rightfully i know i felt that way before that it's not quite time yet to give this person negative feedback i like them they like me but the fact is every direct of ours comes to our relationship with us thinking of us as in some ways, an amalgam of all their previous managers. The people you are managing come to you with previous experience with managers, both good and bad. And you have to be careful. You may be doing a completely reasonable thing that's never been done to them before. And as we like to say when we talk about changing managerial behavior, which is what we recommend in order to get better, all betterness is by definition changeness. Uh, otherwise, if there's no change, there's no better. Uh, we recommend never introduce a change to how you manage without first introducing it, meaning don't change what you do with your people without telling them, I'm going to change. 
if you surprise them and you put that surprise together with a little bit of history they have with a bad manager who surprised them in negative ways, they're going to respond defensively. And you don't want that. You want the directs to be learning how to respond, how to respond well. And for the record, there's a cast for that, you know, how to accept feedback. But we just want to start a little bit gingerly. You can't do that forever. I don't, I don't think we'd recommend that. How long is, is it appropriate to take this softer approach? So overly simplified, I would say for the first three or four weeks, you just ask, how is feedback going? Okay. Now, look, if your top performing manager immediately starts doing it, it's okay to say to him, how's it going? He, he says, great. You say, okay, you could immediately go after two weeks to how many did you give last week? Right? You can accelerate that. No, we're not suggesting every person should always ask, how is feedback going to every subordinate manager for four weeks? Some people it'll take one, some people it'll take six, and that's okay. Everybody's on their own path. We want to meet people to some degree where they are and then ultimately challenge them to get where the where they can be at a very high level. So three to four weeks as a general rule. And that's three to four weeks during the one-on-one. If you don't want to use one-on-ones to ask, I would. That, that's my go-to move. Try to ask one of your directs, again, these are the managers now, at least once a day. And I don't mean not every I don't mean every direct once a day. I just mean any one direct one time a day so that you establish a pattern of measuring. Now, if you ask weekly in your one-on-ones, you're going to end up asking everybody once a week. Right. Four weeks is about halfway through the Trinity rollout. Well, it's halfway through the first eight weeks of the feedback rollout portion of the Trinity rollout, which probably for people who have listened to us for the first time are saying, oh my, there's, there's nests within nests within nests, right? Ah. But look, guys, we've tried this, doing all these tools, one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, delegation, all at the same time. It doesn't work. It just doesn't. Oh, there's one-tenth of one percent of managers who can do it, and probably you're not her, okay? And that's fine. Uh, But that said, you don't want to wait much longer than four weeks if you're generally following our guidance about rolling things out. I I was about to say cautiously. That's not what I mean. In a thoughtful way, it's been our experience, about eight weeks is how long you need to be doing just positive feedback on a regular basis. That's halfway through the Trinity rollout of positive feedback, which lasts eight weeks. And then we recommend another eight weeks where you give both positive and negative, inserting some negative there and with the positive so the directs get used to. Occasionally giving negative. (laughs) Yeah. If you wait much longer than four weeks, if you do if you do this for eight weeks, for instance, and they're not giving enough feedback to learn how to do it well, and you don't know that because you haven't started asking them how many are you giving, they may be transitioning to negative giving negative feedback after the eight week period, and then do that poorly, and you've not had any measure of how much they've been doing. And so that may damage their relationship with their directs. Yeah, and doing negative feedback poorly. Yeah. Yes, is learn on positive feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's kind of more of a qualitative, softer question to ask. But at some point, you're going to start asking some quantitative information. How much feedback did you give last week? Yeah. After four weeks of of how is feedback going, it will be clear to your directs that you intend to continue verify that they're following the guidance of, hey, I expect you to start using this managerial behavior in the same way that we ask people to do reports and presentations and so on. You know, take presentations, for example. 
you're a frontline manager and you've never been a manager before, the likelihood that in a given month, an individual contributor on average gives the same number of presentations and meetings that a manager does is virtually zero. Managers, by definition, give more overall presentations than individual contributors do. I'm not saying individual contributors don't give presentations, but whatever level they do it at at your firm, managers probably give even more of those. So if you tell a manager the moment he becomes a manager, I expect you to be a master of presentations. Well, in most cases, that's an unlikely uh, or, or an unsupportable uh, expectation. So we are, we'll wait a few weeks to let them work into it. But, it. but at some point, rather than just asking generally about what or how they're doing, we're gonna start measuring quantity. And so that's why we ask, how much feedback did you give last week? And of course, because one-on-ones are weekly, and if you're not doing them weekly, we recommend weekly, unless you've got 15 or 20 directs. I was gonna ask you about, um, what about those managers? I'm sure there are some. They say, well, I'm just going to skip the first step and, go and start asking quantitative information yeah, okay, immediately. Yeah. If, you, if you start measuring the quality of every feedback exchange immediately, everybody would fail. There's a learning curve. Is a general rule when you're starting to measure something, Manager Tools recommends measuring quantity first and quality later. Because if for no other reason, when we're measuring behavior, we know that first behaviors are not going to be high quality. You know, I, I've said this many, many times, and sometimes I say it wrong and, and I confuse people. But as human beings, we have the great blessing of being able to do virtually anything we want. Okay, we can't jump to the moon. Uh, but thanks to companies like SpaceX and other companies, we can go to Mars. So the blessing of being a human being is the incredible opportunity we have to choose our own behavior and to do virtually anything, to scale Everest, to swim the English Channel, to build you know, a smartphone and so on. It's just incredible um, to write war and peace, for heaven's sakes. Um, that's an incredible blessing. But with almost all blessings, because the universe tends to be balanced in its own way, thanks to the yin and yang, the curse that goes with the blessing is that when we do new things, we stink at it the first time we do it. And when I say stink at it, you may actually be pretty good on the first time, but compare your first time to the hundredth time you do it, and you will say, man, I stunk up the joint back then. Now, that's the human condition. Great benefit, great blessing of being able to do anything, stinking at something in the beginning until we learn how to do it. And the adult learning model is people who have come to our effective manager, effective communication, and effective interviewer conference. We expect people to practice. If we were animals, we'd actually have the reverse problem. Our curse is that we're limited to very few things. Our blessing is that as an animal, we're very good at those things. Almost from the day we're born, we eat, we sleep, we procreate, we go to the bathroom, we move around in order to do those things. And that's the limit. But animals don't even have to think about what they're doing, which is good because most of them can't think at very high levels. So you don't measure quality initially by saying to your directs, tell me about the feedback you've given and I will give you detailed feedback on how you're doing because people will just cringe like wow you told me about this feedback thing i listened to a couple of these podcasts from these yahoo guys horseman and ozan and and now i'm supposed to be perfect i don't know they keep saying to me it's okay to practice and get better it's okay to stumble a little bit 
And I tell managers this all the time. If you're not willing to stumble as you try new things in front of your directs, don't be surprised if your directs learn that stumbling is something that should be hidden right. or that my boss doesn't want to stumble, so I'm sure as heck not going to admit that I'm stumbling to him or her. So after four weeks of introducing our oversight of their managerial behavior change by saying, how's feedback going? Now we start asking for more details about quantity. And so we ask, how much feedback did you give last week? Now, look, sometimes they go like, well, what do you mean to who or what? You can add, hey, how many total instances of feedback did you deliver last week or in the last five days across all your directs, right? Right. Not an average per direct, but total number of instances of you giving feedback to anybody. Right. And not perfectly, right? Just, yeah, <laughs> just try. Yeah, yeah. And the reason for that is there's a big difference between two and 20. The person who gives 20 poorly is probably better off in the long run than the person who gives two perfectly because the person who gives 20 has 10 times more learning opportunities. And when you do something in the beginning and you're nervous and awkward about it, your learning antenna are up and you're aware of things. The other side of this coin that's important is your directs will have noticed weeks ago during the first four weeks that you started asking, which they know, I mean, because you're their boss, you've started asking about something, that that's a form of measurement. They may not call it that, but they'll know it. They'll feel it. And they'll also know that your question has changed. They'll notice that you're no longer asking about their general approach or being satisfied with vagueness or I'm working on it or whatever. You know, you basically told them, I've given you four weeks to struggle with this, but now I'm going to start counting. I'm going to trust you to be the counter, but I'm going to ask for your count. And look, there are all kinds of responses to untargeted, non-quantifiable manager questions that are generally presumed to indemnify the direct against disapprobation, right? The direct says, hey, fine, I'm doing pretty well, actually, or pretty good, still adjusting. But these answers really mean nothing that you can prove. You can't say categorically, oh, yeah, Johnson's doing great, but Smith is not, until you start finding out whether they're actually doing it. The kind of answers like fine or pretty well embrace a wide level of behaviors. They're surprisingly broad in their characterization. And the definition that people use for pretty well or pretty good or fine or, you know, it's all over steps, the map. Yeah, it's different among different managers and different directs. But you start asking for numbers, now you're asking for facts. You're not asking for impressions. You're not asking for them to characterize, which is a form of trust, and you're not trusting the vagueness. And people will notice. And look, you may not get great answers, but they'll understand the, the qualitative change from vague to numbers. And you may not even get numbers, and you may not even get accurate numbers, but the change is going to be noted and in our work, we've seen a change in the crispness of reporting and an increase in numbers when you start asking for numbers. Right. And the more numbers, higher numbers you get, there's an assumption, assuming some trustworthiness, of more behavior. And more behavior means more practice and higher quality in the human condition. Absolutely. And okay, now the next step, right? Which, okay, I gave, uh, I yeah. gave, I gave five instances of feedback. 
what's not said, which is they're really, really bad. <laughs> or really good. We don't know yet. We don't know yet, right? So we have to find out, and this gives us more indication of what we might want to do with this individual. I had a manager say once, I don't want to know how each individual manager is doing. I just want to know overall. Whoa, what? No, you don't. That implies that your best guy is just like your worst guides. The average may be important in some way, but the height and width, the, the standard deviation of the bell curve you've got, if in fact it's a bell curve, and bell curve is an assumption, it may not be. You may have a, 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 a two-hump curve, which is not a bell curve, right? But if the standard deviation could be wildly different between two humps, and that's not good, Imply, assuming a normal curve, a Gaussian curve, when in fact it may not be that, and then painting everybody the same brush is exactly what people complain about when we give them their reviews at the end of the year. That's right. So if you want to know more about how they're doing rather than just simply they're trying, yeah, you have to ask them for examples. You either have yeah. to observe them actually doing it, which some, which since it's supposed to be not done in public, you probably won't. And so you have to give them, ask them to give you an example and see how they yeah. handle it. And here's what most managers do. They do it backwards. They say, hey, hey, give me an example of feedback you gave. And the manager in the first few weeks doesn't have good answers. And I got to tell you guys, sometimes the, form of the, the formula of power and risk to power causes people to fib. And we don't want to encourage that, obviously. We think they're wrong when they fib, but we want to try to avoid encouraging it when we can. So we start out with, give me an example. Hey, just pick any one of the ones you did and give me an example. Well, they're going to probably characterize it in a way in the first week or two of the whole process starting off that's way more positive than in fact it probably is. So we don't suggest that. And, and then we don't ask every week, how many more examples do you have? Because now you're starting with quality. Again, we start with quantity. We start with vagueness, and then we go to quantity, and then we go to quality. If we had started asking for quality in the beginning, what they actually said, verifying they were doing it reasonably well, it's our experience based on testing. We would have impeded their performance by causing them to avoid doing it wrong. And there are all kinds of people in the modern workplace who don't want to do things new because they don't get a sense that you get rewarded for doing things right, but they definitely know you get punished for doing things wrong. And so there's a, the, one of the big memes in organizational life today that Manager Tools attempts to address with all of our tools and the relationship building we want you to do with your directs is this issue of, I'm going to avoid being wrong. I'm simply going to avoid being wrong. I'm only going to give one bit of feedback in the first eight weeks, but it's going to be perfect. Yeah, right. Well, your definition of perfect in the first eight weeks will be enormously different than your definition of perfect 18, 20, 50 weeks later. There's all kinds of subtle improvements that happen because of repetition, which is how behavior is improved repetition. Right. And if your standard is perfect, if you're high C like me, you'll, you'll never do it. You'll, you'll, never, ne do you'll it. never give the first piece of feedback. Yeah. And people avoid being wrong. And I understand why, because wrong has negative implications for one's career and one's relationship and so on. But of course, wrong also introduces learning. Uh, hopefully, paying attention to what you do. Okay, that wasn't as good. I want to do it better next time. And there's the old saying that good judgment comes from experience and experience comes from bad judgment. Let's go back to this giving example, in which we're going to get to in more detail here in a second. But I want to make sure folks understand that you're not asking the direct to give you an example of how you would 
give yeah. feedback under particular circumstances, right? That's that's the road to uh, to uh, yeah. Hades We're not here. asking them to practice in a hypothetical situation. <laughs> this is what did you specifically do? What did you say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and for the record, we're recommending you do this at about eight weeks, which is about when you start going to negative feedback. And so what you say is, tell me what you said. Give me an example of feedback you gave. And they say, well, I try to do X. You say. Well, first of all, that's an example of a bad interviewing answer, which is the person says, in general, one does X and Y and Z, and you stop the person, you say, I didn't ask you what the theory is. I didn't want a third person answer. I want to know what you did in that situation. So when you say, give me an example of feedback you gave, you want to hear something along the lines of, oh, okay, well, Joe, my technical guy who supports me with logistics, fulfilling client orders on the logistical side, he actually was ahead of schedule on one of our deliveries to a bigger customer. And so I, he was in my office getting ready to leave. And I said, hey, Joe, before you go, can I give you some quick feedback? And Joe says, sure. And yeah, he kind of looked funny. And I said, dude, remember what I told you? This is going to be positive in the beginning, and don't worry. I'm not going to jump down your throat or anything. Remember, it's going to be easy. He's like, okay, fine. No, really, I want to hear it. And you say, Joe, when you're ahead of schedule on an important logistical support issue with a major client, it really makes me feel good about how you're doing. Well done. And, of course, Joe, who probably had his blood pressure go through the roof the first time you asked him about feedback, goes, Oh, wow. Thanks, boss. And he walks out of the office. His heart's beating really fast. And about a minute later, he'll go, Hey, that actually was kind of cool. And the point here is, is that the answer to the first question, how is feedback going? You're just trying to get a sense of things. This one, though, you want to listen closely to the answer and you want to give them guidance about how they're doing. So when they say to you, um, and many of them who aren't doing feedback will give you vague, oh, yeah, I gave feedback to Joe. Oh, well, dude, if I know you well, if I've worked with you for a while, say, dude, that's not. I mean, I didn't ask that. <laughs> Tell me what you said, how you said it, who you said it to, when you said it, what was the topic, what was the result, how did Joe respond? And the idea is you want to listen closely and help them and give them guidance. And, you know, Mike, I thought about adding feedback into this, but we're going to do that in a second cast uh, of chapter two of this measuring feedback as a director. This is going to be one of our executive tools casts in that, that node on the map of the universe of all of our podcasts on the manager tools website, www.manager-tools.com. And the point is we want to get specific now. And it happens to mesh nicely with when they're going to start giving negative feedback because you don't want some manager butchering this thing and then start giving negative feedback and butchering a relationship that you've had them working on for, at this point, 20 weeks. So listen closer to the answers they give. That's an opportunity for you to say, hey, well done, which is not feedback, but it's good. Or, hey, maybe think about this next time if you didn't think that went that well. Or don't worry if it was awkward. It's going to be awkward. That's the nature of new things for people and whether you have power or not. And keep me posted on how you're doing. Anytime you have questions, let me know. And I'm just going to tell you, these three questions are trivially easy to remember. I can remember a time when I was really into Outlook, and I look forward to Outlook coming back more robustly in the Apple community because we use uh, Macs and we use Apple products here. Um, I look forward to Outlook being available to me to track this kind of stuff, right? Have a reminder, a recurring task reminder, check with so-and-so about thus and such. Um, and the regular oversight 
which is normal, by the way, uh, which is not just normal, it's what professional managers and executives do, gets people gradually to the point. It's three simple questions. You can never forget them. You can generally use variations of these for virtually this progression of first generality, then quantity, then quality as a way to encourage, and that's what manager tools is all about. Our three tool, our four tools, one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, delegation, are all about encouraging the right behavior from directs. You can use them to encourage virtually any behavioral set um, or behavioral change that you want. So summarizing, three trivially simple questions that you as a director, if you're a director, can use to help your directs who are managers get better at rolling out feedback. Ask, how is feedback going? How much feedback did you give last week after four weeks? And then four weeks later, give me an example of some feedback you gave and be specific. Look, even for important behaviors, we don't need to spend a lot of time creating a reporting mechanism. You don't need forms. Yes, those can be helpful, and we will create them for you guys. You don't need a dashboard necessarily, although that can be helpful. In the beginning, one thing you can do is simply ask, pay attention to their response, to the tone, and help them adjust as they go along. And for the record, guys, there will be a companion cast to this one, a chapter two, where we talk about validating that, in fact, your skips, the directs of your directs, are getting what your managers say they are getting. And we'll also talk about including positive and negative feedback to your managers about rolling out feedback. But I kind of thought there would be too many words of feedback in this guidance this week. And so we separated the two topics. Makes sense. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, it should be good. All right, my friend. Thank you much. Anytime. We'll see you later. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long. This podcast was produced by Manager Tools. Manager Tools creates actionable management guidance every single week. To receive additional materials via our newsletter and to find products for situations you may face as a manager or a professional, go to www.manager-tools.com. Search for Manager Tools on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn.